Welcome back. This is our episode five. Oh my gosh. It's already episode five. That means our podcast started five weeks ago. Like a month ago now. Wow, time flies. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this week we wanted to... Oh, wait, first, let's check in. Let's check. Let's do a quick check-in first. Yeah. So what's going on in your life? What's going on is <laughs> I was telling Summer this, that I was running and people were doing construction on the street and a piece of dirt flew into my eye and now my eye is swollen. Like there's a little oh. pimple on the um, bottom of my eyelid. And I was texting mm-hmm. my cousin because she's an optometrist. And so I was texting her like, what is this? Um, because I've had styes before, but they never hurt. Mm-hmm. And this one is like kind of, it feels bruised. Like someone punched me. <laughs> and oh, so no. she was like, oh, you have bacteria there. And I was like, oh, well. And what do you I, have to do? If you have he bacteria. has antibiotics for me. So I'm going to go grab him uh, later. Oh, um, okay, cool. Yeah. But yesterday I was just like, oh, just dry eyes. It's fine. I've had a sty before, and then, so I'm glad I texted her about it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, that is, that is the sad thing that happened this week. <laughs> How about you? Um, so this week is actually a lucky week for me. Um, so I just got vaccinated, yay! Woo! Yeah, I got Modernderm as my first dose. Um, What's Pfizer then? What's the Pfizer um, nickname? Five five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't supposed to be my turn yet, but when I walked in, I was supposed to just make an appointment for next week. But then they're like, oh, we have extra doses and we just want to vaccinate people. So they vaccinated me. Yeah. Much luck. Super lucky. You and might also it's because of superstition. Yeah, lucky day. Lucky day. I must have done something on that day. Mm. <laughs> Um, and also, actually, like, I have a interesting story to tell when I got vaccinated. So when I was in line waiting to get vaccinated, there was this guy in front of me. And then, like, we were just having a conversation. I was just on my phone, and then he started, like, talking to me. And he was like, oh, like, is this your first dose or second dose? And then I told him, oh, this is my first, first dose. And then we just started, like, talking a little bit. But then, like, in the middle of a conversation, out of nowhere, um he asked me oh are you Chinese and I was like yes and then like he kind of just turned around and like stopped talking to me and us the little I know it's kind of sus and then I just like like that moment I didn't really know how to respond so I just said yes like should I have said like yes and what about you or should I have said oh no I'm Chinese American Mm, I feel like that's hard. What like, would you I do? I wouldn't know what to res- how to respond either. I think yeah. in the moment, I would have done the same thing. I would just like, yes. But what I should, like, what would be the better thing to say is, yeah. how about you? Because then yeah. that like, puts it on them. Yeah. I should have done that. <laughs> it's un- that's uncomfortable. It's like, what do you say? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's just a little story I had when I got vaccinated. And... Also, like, feel free to, you know, like, comment on our post and, like, let us know. How would you have responded if you encounter a situation like that? Or if you have already. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people have. I, I feel, feel like yeah. it's always just awkward. I feel like people have asked me that. Like, what Asian are you? And I'm like, yeah. That's. Mm. No, I just feel like, especially, like, during this year, when people ask me that, I just feel a little sus. Like, how does race has anything to do with this? Yeah. Do with our conversation. It's like, are you trying to say something? Like, does it yeah. matter? Yeah. I guess it does to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Let us know. Especially, mm-hmm. like, during COVID times. Like, if you've, you've encountered anything like this. Yeah. But yes. So, after our check-in, we decided because our topic this episode is about Chinese superstitions. Um, Our this or that would be Chinese zodiac sign readings or horoscope readings. So in Chinese culture, every year, there's a different like animal that is the zodiac. No, not zodiac. There's every year there's an animal that is 
the year of the insert animal. So this year is the year of the ox. Mm -hmm. And so every year there'd be readings based on your zodiac sign of -hmm. like what your luck would be, what your fortune would be for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure everyone knows what horoscope readings are. This is more, it doesn't really change, huh? I feel like, but Chinese zodiac sign readings change every year. Yeah. 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 So which one would you prefer? Um, I think I would prefer horoscope reading and just for a very, I feel like it's a very naive reason. It's just because like, you know, like when you're in school, every, everyone in your year is this, like was born in the same year. So then like Chinese zodiac sign doesn't really have a meaning because like you feel like everyone around you have the same kind of fortune or luck or bad luck. So then it doesn't really make a difference. But then what's interesting is when I look at horoscope, like because it's based on month, like your birthday. So it's just more interesting to look. There's more diversity within like my own social group. And I can be like, oh, like today is my lucky day for blah, 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 blah. And then for this other person, it's different. Yeah. Um, so I just find horoscope reading more interesting. I feel the same. I never really listened to Chinese Zodiac sign when, oh my gosh, when I was growing up. I don't know if um, you did the same thing, but when it was Chinese New Year, there would always be this woman. What is her name? I don't Ma Leng Leng. Yeah, Ma Leng Leng. She was like the, the person to talk about this. So on the TV, it would just be her talking about Zodiac signs for the whole day. Yeah. Um, it's either Ma Leng Leng or this like dude with like long hair, So Man Feng. Mm. I, I just remember Mutling Ling because she's on all, she has so many books. I always see her. Every yeah, day. I know. Um, and she's still a thing even now. Yeah, my mom was so watching long. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I never really paid attention to Chinese Zodiac sign actually. Yeah. Well, like I think my parents will like kind of look at it at the beginning of the year and kind of just read it a little bit. And then after that, like we don't really do anything about it. Yeah, same. Um. But then horoscope reading, I'm actually really into horoscope readings because my friends are. Like, it's a good thing to talk about, but also I'm a Pisces, and I feel like I am a 100% like fit to a Pisces, what a Pisces is. Um, And so I follow a lot of Pisces, like, Instagram pages because I'm, like, relatable. Wow, that's me. Um, And it's really accurate for some reason, like, to me. Because Pisces are really compatible with Libras, and all my friends are Libras. So, and the, and the quality traits actually do match me. So I'm like, hmm. What about Virgo? I'm a Virgo. I feel I like actually, I'm a Virgo though. Do you, you feel know? like you're a Virgo? I don't feel like it. Like, I know Virgo is known for being the perfectionist. Like, there are a lot of things that I'm not, like, too strict about. But what's interesting is I think I am the first day of a Virgo so then I'm kind of on the edge of between like a Leo and a Virgo so I feel like I have a little bit of traits for being a Leo you're both yeah that's so interesting I'm also the first day of Pisces I think I'm like the second or third day of Pisces um but I am a hundred percent of Pisces I actually have really good friends actually like close friends from Hong Kong who are also Virgos so Maybe I do work well with Virgos. Let's get to the juicy part. Let's get to the superstitions. Yes. So we, so I researched the actual definition of superstition so we can have a basis of consensus. Um, So according to the Cambridge Dictionary, uh, superstition is a belief that is not based on human reason or scientific knowledge, but is connected with old ideas about magic. Um, I'm not sure if zodiac, I mean, superstitions are really magic in the Chinese sense. I feel like, mm, I don't think so. To me, like, they feels more like just forces, you know, mm-hmm. like within the nature or like our environment. Yeah. And it's the energy, more, energy, energy. And it's, it's, yeah. it's more derived from culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because it's so intertwined, like culture and yeah. superstition. 
um, a big superstition in Chinese culture is feng shui, and it literally means wind and water. It's the Asian ancient Chinese practice of using energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environment to bring better fortune and health. Say that word. Geomancy? Geomancy? Like, basically, what, what it's about is, like, you'll be arranging or placing things or buildings um, according to, like, the energy forces of your environment. So then it brings you fortune and good health. This is why people rearrange their, like, beds or, like, house yeah. so yeah. often because yeah. the way changes. And I recently heard on the radio or something or on the news during Chinese New Year that so Central is the business district in Hong Kong. Central and Admiralty have the best feng shui for like work and fortune. So that's why that the financial district is there. A lot of people. Ooh. Are there. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. I know. It's so interesting. Um, and do you, does your family practice feng shui? Yeah, like huge. Well, like I wouldn't say we're super strict, but like, so I have an uncle who is. I don't even know like how to say it in in English, but like it's like feng shui master, and then like, he also does all these like rituals and like ceremony, um, almost every month. Um, and back then, um, my like he's like the master, and then. My parents are like his, what do you call it? Like mentee? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? like, and then my parents, at some point, they actually studied feng shui. Um, oh. And then you have to like hold the, it's like a compass thingy, but like it's a Chinese law pun. Um, and they actually like, have to look at the compass and just arrange stuff. You know, like looking at the compass, you can see like which direction is good for what, I think. I, I'm not too sure. But yeah, feng shui is a kind of a big part of my family. Like when we move in and stuff, we have to look at all of the feng shui in that place and like arrange stuff accordingly. I feel like my family is not as feng shui. Like we don't practice it that much, but we do like sometimes. I think choosing mm-hmm. a location. Yeah. Part of feng, feng shui, I guess, in Canto. Yeah. yeah. I think it, the influence is there. Yeah. It's, it's like there, everyone definitely. knows about what it is. And I feel like even people here, like in America, mm-hmm. know yeah. what feng shui is. So why do you think Chinese people are so superstitious? Um, so actually, when I was researching this, mm-hmm. all the articles that came up were about Hong Kong. Specifically, I don't know why. Well, um, it's also like you use Google, like right? yeah, and like oh, that's true. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, and you can use Google in China. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was I was like, is Hong Kong more superstitious? Um, so specifically, I guess for Hong Kong, it's because um, the Hong Kong is such a competitive city, and it's mm-hmm. so fast paced, um, and that's why. Uh, people like believing in superstitions helps them boost their luck and opportunities um, Mm -hmm. is part of it. And also a lot of superstitions are related to our culture and Mm -hmm. our holidays, right? And it's Mm -hmm. just moving into our, like how we were brought up. And so I think like, it's not like we had, we chose to be superstitious. It's just like we were, it was just there. It was just a tradition, folklore, would you say that? I would say so because would you say the stories that we listen to for each holiday are super? No, that's not superstition. But then it kind of is. Because those stories. Have, like myths? Yeah, the myths. Because those stories build traditions. And those yeah. traditions become like, some of them become our superstition. Mm-hmm. Like those stories turns into something like, turns into a behavior something mm-hmm. that we can do yeah so for example for Qingmingzi, what is that it's like the the um the holiday where we celebrate basically our ancestors and we always yeah. go to their 
graves I don't what is it graveyard yeah graveyards um but it's like a whole family activity and we go to Mm -hmm. every single one right and then we bring like different offerings so that Mm -hmm. wasn't that story that myth there was a myth for that um I don't remember it (laughs) I don't remember either but basically why Basically, a lot of Chinese culture is attached to stories and myths. So something happened in the story that led people to practice this tradition of offering their ancestors, you know, good uh, things. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the catch for us is that it, we get more prosperous and happy in the afterlife, like when we die, because we've mm, been offering yeah. to the afterlife kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny how like also like I just think it's so interesting how so you you know we do a lot of offerings and then we burn stuff and then we believe that when we burn after it's burned then like it will be passed on to our ancestors it's a um, specific kind of paper though very specific kind of paper those are money but then now people are being so creative like you can literally burn a paper iphone yeah like bag or like even a, an entire like house thingy that is lego size you know yeah like it's so interesting how creative people are nowadays like also like i'm pretty sure the iphone edition in paper version is like more than iphone 12 probably have like iphone 15 or something oh my gosh <laughs> yeah because my family like my direct family just me and my parents we never practice burning that pa- what is it called yeezy yeezy yeah so mm-hmm. never practice burning that paper um but a lot of our relatives do and i remember when my uncle my grand uncle passed away um there was a whole like castle made of the paper yeah um yeah it's really but, interesting mm-hmm. yeah and so i guess that is also that's superstition that's related to like afterlife and mm-hmm. that your ancestors will protect you. Um, mm-hmm. But then the goal is because, I mean, partially it's, we want to pay respect to them, but also mm-hmm. it's just like, I want to be, I want to be like safe and I want to feel protected, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so interesting. A lot of these superstitions is, it goes back to us as individuals mm-hmm. that we will prosper and we will have, mm-hmm. you know, better fortune and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And other than Qingmingji, which is the the uh, what is it called? I'm gonna look it up. Um, I think it's Qingmingjie, something like that. Qingming Festival. Qingming Festival. No, like if we oh tomb sweeping day, tomb sweeping day, tomb sweeping day. Okay, cool. Okay, so other than that day, um, another festival that is filled with superstitions and like traditions um are lunar new year so what are some of the stuff that you do in lunar new year um we clean the house uh-huh i do before, that too. Uh-huh. before the new year comes to get rid of all the bad energy um and i don't know it's just so interesting i mean we all wear red because red signifies like yeah and good luck and that's like a thing on Chinese New Year everybody everybody wears red on the streets yeah um, I do too like I even have to like wear like red underwear sometimes mm-hmm. yeah good luck <laughs> good luck um, yeah and then like I think it's very interesting how like different cuisines also have different meanings behind it and like we'll well like those cuisines are the things that we'll eat normally too but then we'll eat them specifically on new year they're all puns if you think about it yeah and it's like wow we invented puns before puns (laughs) were a thing yeah so for example rice cake um tuna rice cake i think that's what it's called um so like it's also called lingo and the reason why this is good luck is because lingo means in Chinese, it's also like it sounds like go saying like so. It's like every year will you prosper more. Um, and then there's also another one called what is Bachar? Um, 
It's like seaweed esque, but like not really. It's, it's like, like thin seaweed, strands like of hair. It's not like you're not eating hair, but <laughs> it's really good. It looks anyway, like hair. Yeah. So fa choy sounds like fa choy, and fa choy means wealth. You'll be wealthier, um, and that's why people also like to eat it um, in the new year. And other things I also do is um, I can't wash my hair on the first day of the new year because it will wash away all of your good luck, I think. Um, and a tradition that my family still practice nowadays, which is my favorite, is um, we have to wear new shoes, not clothes anymore, but we have to wear new shoes on the first day of the new year. And then that's why every year I'll get at least a pair of new shoes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't do that, actually. I used to when I was younger. Like, we'd buy new, like, Chinese New Year dresses and stuff, but I don't do that anymore, which is sad. I should continue that. Um, I don't think I've ever, like, actually wear the traditional Chinese um, outfit, Chinese New Year outfit. Just the the red? Yeah. And I just thought about the food thing that we're talking about. We don't even just practice it on Chinese, like on festivals, like even when on people's birthdays, you eat noodles, like long noodles, because it signifies mm-hmm. long life. So just mm-hmm. it's kind of woven into our, into our life. Yeah. There's so much good memories too. Like these are not just about like the rituals or the behavior of it. I feel like the experience and the memories that make we make out of it are the most valuable things that we get from these like rituals. And it makes sense, especially with like the tomb sweeping day, because I think Chinese culture is very emphasized on like your elders and respecting them and Mm -hmm. that family, like unity and family, big families getting together. And so I think all of these really amplify that actually, all these superstitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And so something that people do on Chinese New Year, on Lunar Year, which is very common is they draw divination sticks at a temple at temples um and there's always long lines and um oh you can also like throw um little tangerines with a little yeah, note on the wishing tree i used to do that but i my family doesn't go to temples and draw and we don't do the whole ritual of that so but i know mm-hmm. you do yeah so i do and actually even this year like my relatives in hong kong like kind of helped us to draw a stick um, for the year. And I'm going to spill what my fortune of the year is. So basically, like, my biggest concern for this year is whether I find a job or not. And looking <laughs> from that, and an uncle who can, like, read can and, like, analyze the meaning behind the stick. Um, and then he told me that, I would find a job in the summer. Wow. Yeah, but then, like, he also told me to, like, study harder or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's, a lot of people do that during New Year time, which makes sense. Like, it's just, like, a fun thing you do with, like, your family. Yeah, yeah like, even though, like, I'm not, like, super, I won't trust it 100%, but then sometimes just knowing that, oh, wow, it's just I'll get a job in the summer. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. The difference between, like, Chinese, like, um, divination stick readings or fortune telling, it's so specific, right? Like, even what your mm-hmm. uncle is telling you, like, you'll get a job in the summer specifically. Like, there's a time frame, but I feel like for, like, more Western kind of fortune telling, like, tarot card reading and stuff that's more for like self-reflection rather than like oh here's a specific thing that'll happen like it's more Mm. broad interesting also i know like so my uncle he has a book with all the all the meanings behind the stick and basically like those meanings are a poem like a very ancient poem and that person will help you analyze the poem based on what you're asking so, like, basically, like, I feel like sometimes how you interpret it is also very subjective. Mm-hmm, that's true. Into what you're asking for. It's very subjective. A lot of creativity there. So, what were some um, superstitions? I mean, I guess we kind of talked about, like, the um, holidays and stuff, but what are some sp- superstitions that you had growing up? Um, okay, so when I was, like, 
adding my ideas to this Google Doc of all the superstition, the first thing that came up to my mind is um, my parents or my aunts growing up, they always tell me that I got to finish all the rice in the bowl or I will marry. Uh, okay, basically what it means is like uh, my husband will have like acne scar all over the face. So like basically the leftover rice on your bowl is a reflection of how many acne scar your husband will have on his face. Um, yeah, my mom would tell that to me as well when I was younger. Um, yeah, I got to finish all the rice in the bowl or else that's how many pimples that I, I think she said pimples, not scars. Um, how many pimples your like future husband will have. It's actually kind of interesting. So like, it's like a karma kind of thing happening here, right? Because yeah. You're doing something like quote unquote bad because you have all these leftover and you wasted all the food and then it's going to come back to you. When you I grow wonder, up. though, if older people who are older also still believe in this, because I, I think my mom was just trying to get me to finish all no, my Yeah, that's plate, true. Right? So I think yeah. it's more for kids. Yeah, it was for kids. Also just so ingrained in our brains now that like, okay, we got to finish our rice. Yeah, no, even now, even now, I'm like, I got to finish all my rice. It's like a habit. Yeah, but it's good, though. No food waste. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I still practice to this day is don't sleep with, with a mirror in the room, like facing you. Do you, do you okay. believe in that? I think, no. Well, I have a mirror right here, but then it's not like facing my, facing my bed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've always done this, like in the room, don't have a mirror that is facing you. Like when you wake up, don't like, if you can see it, it shouldn't be there because my dad always says that if you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a mirror and if you look at it, there's going to be a ghost there or there'll be a chance for a ghost. Um, so whenever we go to like, um, hotels and stuff, if there's a mirror, we would always cover it, cover it up with a towel. Really? Even like at home, like when, if there's a mirror in the room, I would always cover it up before I go to bed and like uncover it. And even now living here um, in my apartment here, we have a mirror that is like on the side. So when, if you wake up, you don't really see it. It's just like, you have to look to the left. Um, I was like, we should get curtains, cover it up. But then now I'm like, it's fine. Like, I don't see it. I don't wake up in the middle of the night, but I still like, I, I still get scared if there's a mirror in the room. Oh my God. Okay. I get it imagine it in my head like just waking up and like looking at the mirror and then start getting scared (laughs) yeah you cover up that mirror Um, yeah also another thing that I also practice is um I think you wrote this um your toes should not face the door when sleeping I also have the same thing and funny story so how in in college like when I was still living in dorms in McCarthy actually like the beds are facing the door like my toes is inevitably um facing the door and then when my I show my room to my parents and they're like no you have to like have something to like block it or you know like face the other way but mm-hmm. I just ignore them because you know there's not really much I can do <laughs> yeah yeah I did I I think my I had something blocking me when I was living there mm-hmm. so my toes aren't directly at the door but Oh, mine were when I was my senior year. They were. I don't think I paid much attention to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, though. I forgot. It's just bad luck. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong, but my first thought yeah. was, my first thought was, oh, maybe the monsters can come and get your toes or something. But, oh, there's another thing about monsters, right? Like, in, in here that's why like we do like the firecrackers and it's so loud because we want to scare away the monsters but yeah it's just funny um and then something that I still practice and I still tell people is that when you're when you're eating rice and you have a rice bowl um don't stick your chopsticks like straight down the middle straight because then that signifies like a tomb yeah what is that called like the incense is that what we call it? Incense? In, incense? Incense? I think so. Like you burn it for your ancestors at their grave. Incense. Yeah. Incense sticks. Yes. Yeah. Or you burn it for like a lot of Chinese families have altars for their like ancestors. And so you burn yeah. it and you kind of give it to them. Like put it 
by their like picture or by your offerings for them. So if you yeah. put like chopsticks straight down into a bowl of rice, that looks like it. And it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people around me, I feel like a lot of people don't really know how to balance their chopsticks like on the bowl. The insects is just sticking in, sticking in the middle. Really? Yeah. I don't really do that. Maybe it's because of this like because of this this superstition. So I don't really do that growing up. Maybe my parents told me not to when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Um, and then another one that um, also Crystal put that down, but I also believe that is don't open your umbrellas indoors or you attract ghosts in your room. Yep. That's Why? what my mom always, or wasn't my mom, somebody always told me, like, if you open an umbrella indoors anywhere, yeah. and if you're alone, if you're alone, because the umbrella is so big, there's going to be space for, like, a ghost to appear next to you under the umbrella, something like that. Oh, my God. I think, like, when I was so, when I was a kid, I remember there was this one time I was just so scared that I put my boo, which is, like, a strip of, like, a paper that has, like, magic power. Like a lucky charm. It's not really lucky, though. It's, like, kind of, like, a thing that protects you. Oh, like mm. yeah. Anyways, I just put it like inside the umbrella because I was so scared, and then I I think that like the food, the paper will help me scare the ghost away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the thing about these superstitions. It's like it's there's no harm. There's no harm that will come to it. Harm, you know, like well, if you do it, then maybe you will scare them away. But and more, it's more so. Oh, some of them, like the like the finish all your rice one, or else your husband will have scars. That one, those are like encouraging, encourage you to you know finish all your food. <laughs> um, but another big thing I think in the Hong Kong or Chinese just superstition in general is just the language, and even with the food stuff, right? It's all like puns. Yeah, puns. Um, and so even with like, it's so interesting to me because we don't have this in English. Um, but so, for example, four, the number four in Cantonese is say. say. Sounds like say, and say means death. So, mm-hmm. all the like elevators, yeah, elevators in Hong Kong, they don't have the fourth floor. Um, they really? Yeah, they don't. Or 14 or 24. Well, I guess some of it, I remember, I think mine has fourth floor. But they I remember some older buildings don't. Yeah, the, the apartment complex that my family is living in right now, um, it's pretty new and they don't have fourth floor. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, okay. Yeah, so everyone had the same thought <laughs> um, because it was just unlucky, like death. Oh, and then another number thing is um, a lucky number is eight because in Cantonese, eight is um, pronounced at. And it sounds like fat, which is like wealth and like it brings you wealth. And gifts that, well, I could only think of two, but gifts mm-hmm. that people don't give people are clocks. Like you can't give people clocks because clock mm-hmm. in Cantonese is jong. And then when like gift, like gift is the action of giving is song. So yeah, yeah. combined, it would be song jong, right? Like you're giving someone mm-hmm. a clock. But song jong actually means like, like you're going to die soon. <laughs> yeah, so no clocks. Um, and shoes, mm-hmm. you don't really give people because shoes in Cantonese is high. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so you, and so there's a term in Cantonese called, like that people say is like, hi, hi, saying. Hi, it's like, hi. That kind of stuff, you know, like you're you're sighing. You're like, oh, something bad happened. You're like, wow. Wow, I love Canto. So many puns. So um, just a little bit of background. Like my family, I would say we're like kind of a combination of Buddhism and Taoism. More of like Taoism. And like in Taoism, there are a lot of like rituals that we have to follow. And one of um, some of the rituals that we do is basically every month like every other week like twice for twice a month like I have to go to my uncle's house to like pay respect to the altar or something like and then burnt incense 
Um, and then on top of that, we'll also have something called Fuso, which is magic water in a sense. So what it consists of is, um, so there's water, there's a little bit of wine and some burnt paper inside the Fuso. And then like every two weeks, we have to like drink that and it's supposed to like protect you, brings you safety and luck. And like, it's honestly kind of like, interesting when I tell people that and then they're like what? you, you drink a birth water what are you doing but then like going up it didn't really seem so weird to me because I've just been doing it since I was a kid well there's also alcohol in it I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> underage <laughs> drinking it was like a little bit of alcohol um, but it was just a very very tiny bit it's just so interesting how religion because you said your family is like you part like a little bit of buddhism a little bit of taoism right it's just so mm-hmm. interesting how religion is so intertwined with superstition and culture but at the mm-hmm. same time i don't know it's just so interesting like isn't that all religion though like is superstition a, like is religion a superstition that will maybe we'll talk i don't know that's a whole it is like if you're talking about like finishing the rice one it's not really religious thing yeah something else that my parents do that i still do right now um is so I don't know why, but whenever we book plane tickets, um, mm-hmm. the date or the month, there would be some way of calculating, like, if that day is a good day to fly. Like, mm. if it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how to do it. I watched my mom do it once, like, this past year, and I still don't really understand, and I need to learn because I need to know how to do it on my own. <laughs> um, basically, there are certain days where it's luckier to fly, and some mm-hmm. days that, you know, and so I would still do that till this day. Mm-hmm. And even like names, I think, I don't know why my family is super, super, my family is so superstitious in that sense, because both my parents actually due to like, um, well, not a fortune teller, but like a feng shui master basically mm-hmm. told them that their names weren't lucky due to the number of strokes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they both actually changed their names um, and they both changed yeah. it. Not like they changed it fully. They just changed the writing of one mm-hmm. of one of the words in their name, even in the English name, to basically make it sound lucky or make the a, the numbers in it like the number of strokes in uh-huh. it like is lucky. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And then interestingly, my dad just talked to me recently about my name. So I have my name is Crystal Mangpai Shek, and it's that's how people in Hong Kong, I would say his names are, they usually do first name and then Chinese name and then last name, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my name on my official documents. And he came to me suddenly and he was like, well, I just realized I did the math again that your name is actually not the most luckiest, like in terms of strokes and numbers. And I was like, what? And he was like, you should change your document names to this or this to make it luckier. And I was like, okay. Um, Cause I don't know anything of how to calculate and stuff. I mean, I feel like I haven't been unlucky, I guess. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I can fully trust, like, you know, like you need some agency in your life. You can't fully just rely on superstition. But then I was like, okay, I guess I'll change it when I have time. Like that I'll, I'll do it. Wait, so what are you going to change it to? Like, I'm just going to take out my middle name or take out my Chinese name or take out my first name. It doesn't really matter in like the grand scheme of things because I'm still going to go by my name and my Chinese name, you know? I think it's just the legal documents that he's worried about, um, which is so weird because I still, like, I'm going to go with it. I still believe it. It's just hard Mm -hmm. not to. Um, And then even, like, when I was talking to my dad, he was like, just do it for my peace of mind, like, his peace of mind, because he wants to make sure that I'm safe. And I'm like, okay, there's like no scientific scientific reasoning behind it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, sometimes a lot of these things are just for a peace of mind, I feel like. Yeah, I wonder who like started it. Like, how did this get started? I don't know. All right, so um, another, another superstitions that I believed in growing up is palm reading. So I remember like there was a period of time where I, I, I was like pretty – pretty well okay I'm looking at my palms right now and I feel like my lines are getting so much more complicated oh <laughs> okay so basically um there are three main lines 
the top one signifies I think relationships like the top one yeah and then the middle one is your career and Mm -hmm. then the last one the bottom one which is the one that I always looked at is um like your life expectancy so basically I don't know like sometimes I'll just look at it and like the more like crosses like x's you have means like more complicated or like obstacles you have um and like also for the life for the life one um the longer it is means like the longer your life will be mm-hmm. um, and i think like for guys so like for guys you look at your left palm for girls you look at your right palm well i was gonna say this my left palm is less my left palm only has three lines and my right palm has four so I was like, oh, I'll just oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, my right palm seems to be clear. That's like, oh, I do have a lot of, like, lines. But those are the three lines that I know how to look at. I know there's a lot of, like, other different, like, palm lines that you can look at. Um, but that's the only one I know. That's yeah, funny. that's just so interesting. Like, you're growing up, my aunt's, like, always, like, oh, show me your palm. And then she'll start, like analyzing it reading it for me <laughs> yeah my mom recently um when we were ca- I was calling her she was like she was she's learning I guess she's learning palm reading or she's like she read something about oh. it. like show me your palm and I was like here um she's like wow your lifeline is really long and I was like hmm. I'm sure like I've talked to this about to my classmates like in high school about this and we would just read each other's palms for fun yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's so interesting that you said it, it got it gets more complicated as you grow up I didn't realize that well yeah I guess some people do get complicated like your palm lines would change as you grow up I feel like mm, I should have paid more attention when I was younger and there's like vendors on the street who read your palm and feng shui and stuff in Hong Kong mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So fun to talk about super. I know. I know. <laughs> so out of like I guess every I, obviously we haven't touched upon all of it. I guess these are just the ones that we did growing mm-hmm. up. Um and mm-hmm. the ones that we remember. What do you still do now from the ones that we talked about? Um well okay, so I still sometimes I will wear red underwear doing my finals just to bring me luck like I need some luck um and like I said before I still get new shoes every new year and yeah basically I still have like the magic like paper with me um actually like in the back of my phone now (laughs) yeah I feel like still a lot of the superstitions I had growing up still apply to my everyday life now especially now that I'm living with my parents same I feel you I pretty much do all the all the below I think the one with the rice um and the bowl that you have to finish I think that one I do less now um because it's like I don't know I don't know if it's because I've grown up or what um well because you're already in a relationship (laughs) I mean yeah but he could have scars you don't know But yeah, I always tell him that um, he needs to finish all his rice. I don't know if it's, okay, I don't know if it's because of this superstition that has made Asian children or Chinese children just, like, finish all their rice or eat their rice really clean. Something else my parents would use to tell me is that poem of the of the people making the rice, like, how rice is made, like, lup lup gai san fu, that poem. Yeah. And so yeah. they would tell me how hard it is to make rice and how valuable rice is, so we, mm-hmm. I would have to finish it all and stuff. But I've noticed that people who aren't Chinese um, don't really finish all their rice. Like, they don't know how to clean the bowl well, I would say. And so, I, yeah, so I always tell um, George, like, my boyfriend, that he, he, should, he needs to finish his rice. And I don't think yeah. it's because he doesn't want to. It's just, like, he's not bothered to pick up the tiny little pieces of rice that are yeah. left. Okay, speaking of which, I got so excited because I was going to ask, so how do you clean up your bowl of rice? Like, what is your method? What strategy? Oh, I just hold it up to my <laughs> mouth, the bowl, hold the bowl up to my mouth, and I go with the chopsticks. <laughs> oh, well, but that's still, like, it's still hard. Like, just use the chopstick. Okay, so, like, what I use is, okay, I will have veggies, 
um, for every meal usually. And then I use like that piece of veggie to help me like sweep the mouth. <laughs> and oh, all the bowl, yeah, like yeah. close to my mouth. And I use the veggie to sweep up all of, all of the rice and then put it in my mouth. That's how I, I clean my bowl. Sometimes. That's a good like, Or just other stuff that is like a piece. And it's like flimsy, so then it can like sweep up all the rice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do that sometimes too. Yeah. I thought you were gonna ask me how I clean my dishes with leftover rice. Um, but yeah, I've been slowly warming up to the dishwasher, sadly. Not sadly. Uh, dishwasher. I don't even have a dishwasher here. Well, when I was living with Dion and them, mm-hmm. I, I, I would use dishwasher. No, I think I didn't start using it until, like, later on when Dion started using it. Mm. See, here's my thing with a dishwasher. Okay, so apparently it is more um, water efficient to use a dishwasher. I don't know why. I think it is, but at the same time, we don't have that many dishes or bowls. So it's like once the stuff is done, you put it in the dishwasher and you leave it there until you run the wash. And it's like we run out of bowls and plates so quickly um and mm. I'm like if we hand wash it we just have a limited amount of bowls and, and plates so we got more bowls and plates and now we use a dishwasher mm-hmm. I mean it is more mm-hmm. efficient in terms of like fat like how fast you can clean clean up but like I don't trust it I don't think it's fully clean <laughs> sometimes I put a bowl and it's like there's still stuff in it um yeah that's just something me and me and George talk about all the time like how I don't like the dishwasher it's just but I would say I'm not that big into feng shui, um, mm-hmm. like feng shui. And I remember in Hong Kong when I, when my friend came to visit, um, and she was looking around my room and she was like, the feng shui here is so bad. <laughs> really? She knows how to read it? I think like the generally, because she, so basically I had one of the picture frames on, on the top, on top of my bed. And then mm-hmm. I had a candle, like, for decoration by it. And she was like, this looks like an altar, like a, like a, what is it called? Like an altar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. And then I got scared. And then I moved it. <laughs> but yeah, see, I don't really care about, like, phone story stuff, I guess. Because I don't think I really learned how to read it. I feel like if I'm not living with my parents, I probably won't really care that much. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's so interesting to me because my family is really religious. Um, we're Catholic. And so it's so interesting because whenever, um, like, so the re- I think the reason why we don't go to temples and stuff during uh, New Year is because my parents believe that, well, my dad, at least, he believes that if you're Catholic, you should be devoted to Catholicism and not go to these other religions or not practice mm-hmm. other religions, even if it is for, like, New Year and stuff. And my mom is more open with that. I think my mom, my mom is more like open to learning about new religions and stuff. Like she thinks that they can all coexist. Um, and so even recently, me and my mom went to visit a Buddhist temple because it was just mm-hmm. nice. We just wanted to visit and see and yeah. eat there. And my dad was like, I'm not coming. And I was like, okay. Um, but it's just interesting because he's so superstitious, yeah. especially with the name thing, you know. Um, <laughs> he wants me to change my legal name. And so mm-hmm. it's just like how – I don't know. Well, first of all, is religion superstitious? Because even with Catholicism, like, you still believe in certain rituals and certain things that will bring you a better afterlife, right? Like, that that's the whole mm-hmm. thing you're practicing. And so it's so interesting to me that my dad is so against some of the superstitions, um, but at the same time, he believes... So, okay, so he's religious, but then he also doesn't like other religions, but he believes in superstitions. And sometimes I'm just like, mm, where do you where do you draw that line? I mean, I don't think there's a line to be drawn. I guess it's yeah. very two separate things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I that's think, kind of contradictory. Yeah. I think, like, maybe see it as, like, some of it is culture and some of it is religious. And I think, like, also, like, one thing that my uncle told me that really stuck with me um, when he was talking about, like, religions and stuff. So, like, there was this, I don't know, like, this period of time, like, when my family is just really into Buddhism and stuff. But then, like, growing up, like, I've always been following a lot of Taoism rituals. So then I remember my uncles once said, like, well, religions, like, the 
intention or like the purpose behind a religion is really to guide you to be a good person and it doesn't really matter what religion you believe in as long as it guides you to be a good person and mm-hmm. I think that's the essence of it and I, it really just stuck with me I agree I think someone told me that too it's like you follow all these rituals because you just it leads you to be a better person and I agree I think growing up in religion it has helped me develop some qualities or value some qualities that mm-hmm. are I guess in the image of God, you know, like God is the loving, love your neighbors, you know, all that stuff, like, Mm -hmm. it has helped me in that way, Mm -hmm. but it's just so interesting that superstition is sometimes really contradictory with religion, and it's so ingrained in our culture. I wonder what the percentage of people are, like, different religions in Hong Kong, because I want to see, because I feel like maybe more Western um, religions like, like Catholicism and Christianity, those are less on par, like, the, the rituals are less on par with our culture, like, superstition, Yeah. but yeah. the more, like, like, Buddhism and Taoism, it's more related to the, like, the, your traditions are more related to the superstitions that we have in our culture, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to yeah. see the percentage breakdown, maybe I'll look for it. Yeah, yeah, we can go build it, do some research. Mm-hmm, that was fun, I like, yeah. like, reminiscing all of these, a lot of them I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so follow us on social media. And if after listening to this episode, you think it's really interesting, like I, we also want to know like what superstitions like you follow or even if there's any superstitions we didn't mention in this podcast, you'll love, love it if you can share some of them with us. Yes, please. I feel like there's so many that I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. so please let us know if there's yeah. any. Even though if it's not like Chinese superstition too, like what is the superstitions in your culture? Yes, we want to learn. And if you are religious, I want to I talk more about that. Religion and superstition. I feel like that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Yes, let us know on Instagram. Yes. Yeet. And we finally have outro music and intro music. Yay. Yay. <laughs> every, every time someone's like, outro music, and then I forget to add it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Outro, outro music. music. <laughs>